Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Thanks for joining us. My co-host, he's a past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member and associate head football coach at Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. Did you have a good uh, couple of weeks? I did. I did. Uh, everybody has remained uh, healthy and, and busy, so you can't ask for much more in these days. No, you're, you know what? You're really, uh, you really can't. Hey, we've got a great show today at uh, 10.15, head football coach Beloit College. Uh, Ted Sunkson, and I'm going to get that name straight before we have him on, uh, 10.30, 11 o'clock. Uh, Craig Elern, he is from Pro3 Solutions, and what a great time to have him on. And uh, 11.30, one of my favorite guys, Rob Green, head football coach Brown Deer, is going to join us for that last segment. Our first segment today, 10 o'clock, uh, Phil Ertel, superintendent at Wauwatosa Schools, and he's a WIAA Board of Control member. Um, Phil, how you doing? Good morning, doing well. Good. Hey, uh, before we get into what we want to talk to you about, how is Austin doing? Oh, he's doing well, hanging out, lifting weights in the garage, and um spending time at home man miami university and uh he had a pretty good year last year didn't he he did all right for two freshmen started the uh, first couple games and was in the two deep all year so that good a good experience he had man good good for him um hey tom a lot of changes you know with with the wia and and what came down on april 22nd you know, they, they canceled all spring competition and tournaments, but they extended the opportunities for coaches in the spring to be able to work with their players. Uh, Tom, what was your feeling on that? Well, I, I think, and, and certainly we're going to get into this in detail with Phil, but I think it was just something that, um, you know, had to be done. I mean, um, what the WIAA did, what the Board of Control did, is support Governor Evers with his efforts to suppress and control COVID-19. And, you know, there's just so many moving parts to this, uh, Mike. And uh, 
um, you know, if I could, I think, and, and Phil, if I could, and, and I, I do want to mention something that you didn't mention, Mike, about Phil. You know, Phil is a former All-American football player at UW-Lacrosse, so this is somebody who's, uh, you know, uh, knows athletics, knows football, knows what's at stake for everyone, especially those that listen to this show. But, Phil, I'm going to try to, to summarize quickly all of the, the moving parts to this thing. So the Board of Control voted uh, in April to cancel the spring sports season. Now, that's, um, you know, after, of course, schools um, were determined to be closed until June 30th. And as Mike mentioned, at that meeting, it was decided to extend summertime spring coaching contact for, for the spring coaches. Um, so in essence, you know, if, if restrictions allow it, there's a 30-day window in July where spring coaches can assemble, they can practice, they can compete, meaning they can have games and meets if they want, um, again, provided that restrictions are um, removed at that time. I mean, you need district approval to do so. So um, how did all those things get put together at that meeting? I mean, that's a lot of stuff to decide, and, and, and just, I'm curious to see how the discussion went at that Board of Control meeting. Well, I think, Tom, I think you hit it right on, but there's so many moving parts right now. And I, for me, I look at it and say, let's not be making decisions that are so far that impact so far out with everything that changes so often. Um, when it came down to the discussion for for spring sports, I think it was a given that we had to cancel uh, at that time. I don't think there was really an option on that piece. But I, I mean, I looked at what other states did, and I think what Wisconsin did was probably the best that you could ask for. Um, I know some people disagree with that, and they want decisions made for them. I think with the WIA, you look at um, the history of decision-making, and people argue and say they, they want to have their own ability to make decisions and local control on those decisions. And then when this one was made, it really is left up to local decision-making, as long as the health and safety issues are, are addressed. But uh, instead of a statewide determination saying, it's done, there's nothing. I think it creates an opportunity, and for some, it's great. They want to go and have uh, activities in July and are planning for it. Others are not planning on it and decided they don't want to go down that path. It's all dependent, too, of what July looks like and whether or not that's going to be able to, to happen. But I think it really opened up for local conferences and schools to make their own decisions and give some flexibility now, Phil, you're the uh, superintendent at, uh, you know, for Wauwatosa Schools, and what kinds of discussions have you had with your spring coaches, both at uh, Tulsa West and Tulsa East, in regards to doing something in July? What What is the district stance on athletics in July? So we've, we've discussed it. I discussed it with our two athletic directors, and um, the one caveat we have is that we want to end it by August 1st regardless of how many days that is and they can get in. But um, for me, I don't want students to have that conflict for fall sports if we're able to start those up. Um, if, if somebody's in a spring sport, for example, they're a baseball player and they play football as well, I don't want any kind of pressure put on the uh, student athlete to 
stick with baseball through August and skip football or go to football and skip baseball. Anytime we can avoid those kind of conflicts, um, really want to try to do that in this situation. That's what we said is if there's an opportunity, we'll look at it, but it needs to end um, by August 1st. We are talking with Phil Ertl, again, superintendent of the Wauwatosa uh, schools, uh, Wauwatosa West, Wauwatosa East. Hey, Phil, um, what has the response been as far as different sports and spring sports? Uh, you know, baseball may be more interested in, in getting these kids together uh, than other spring sports. And number two, does this include incoming freshmen? And does it also include seniors that are about to graduate? Can they be involved in this? It does not include the freshmen, and it does need it does need to include the seniors. Now, with the seniors, um, you know, like like we said, a lot of moving parts. Some seniors are not going to want to be involved, but it needs to be put out and offered to the seniors and for them to be uh, involved. Uh, that was, I think, part of the decision making process was for our seniors from the academic side and the athletic side. It, things ended pretty quickly and they're missing out on a lot of things that um, they, I think, rightly earned. And if there's an opportunity for them to be engaged and be involved in July, that's really what we want in Wauwatosa. I mean, how many um, seniors take advantage of that with different jobs and other things that they're doing? We're not quite sure. Yeah. And, and the different sports in the spring, you know, at like Tosa East, you've got, you know, boys baseball from varsity down to freshmen and boys tennis and girls track and field and and girls soccer, girls uh, softball. So there's a, a number of, of moving parts on something like that, Phil. And you're going to make it um, – the head coach will determine, the athletic director will determine how much these, these coaches get these kids involved. And, and again, will that be more on the coach to say, okay, I'm going to put that time in – to get our kids together to compete or to practice? Yeah, I think it's going to be a collaborative discussion. I know they're also, um, the ADs are meeting or have met at the conference, and um, it's really going to be a lot of discussions with coaches and whether or not they would have enough players to be able to do something, and uh, we'll see where that goes. So, Phil, you know, no matter what decision you make as uh, you know, as the WIA board of control, um, you know, there's going to be people that are um, on your side and people um, who don't agree with it, but I know how the WIA operates. I know the people there, um, you know, I'm on the football advisory for the WIA have been for 10, 12 years, whatever it's been. And I know everything is well thought out, you know, and, and I, I think that what people need to understand is, that the WIAA is doing everything they can to have athletics. I mean, they are truly on the side of, of athletes, parents, um, you know, schools that want to have athletics, and they're doing everything they can to, to make, ensure that when the time is right, athletics will happen. Is that a fair thing to say? Oh, I think it's very fair, and since I've uh... – my past year on the Board of Control, I've come to know that, not just believe it, and I've seen it in the people's actions and um, getting to know the people that the executive staff that work at um, at the WIA, that clearly is why they're in it. Um, 
and that's how all the discussions go. It's really about trying to create fair, equitable opportunities for kids to participate in interscholastic sports. And um, anytime there's an opportunity, the, they're going to try to make that happen. And you can see the when the tournaments were canceled and the winter the winter sports tournaments were canceled and spring sports were canceled. Um, you can you can kind of hear it and see it, but it's it's a pretty tough call to make when your whole mission of the organization is to provide those opportunities. That's a tough tough thing to go through. But no, I've been really impressed with the folks at the WIA and how they operate and what they stand for. We're talking again with Phil Ertel. He's the superintendent of Wauwatosa Schools. Hey Tom, before we get to a break, as as the associate head coach at Arrowhead. I, I'm sure you loved what Phil said where he said, look, if they do get involved in this, we want this to end by August 1st because we don't want any conflicts if if everything starts on time with fall sports. And I would think that, that that's something that uh, you think is a good idea so so the kids out in, in Arrow, at Arrowhead or the kids in Wauwatosa, they, they don't have any conflict between getting to football practice or saying, look, I've got a baseball game tonight, even though it's not part of the WIA, it's part of my baseball program. So I would think as, as the associate head coach, you like that idea. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's not to say that spring sports shouldn't have their, their time. I mean, my gosh, they, they, you know, they've had the whole season's been eliminated and, and we're holding out that something can happen in July. But, yeah, you don't want to have sports that are overlapping each other in that respect. So I, I think it was the right decision. Um, and, uh, you know, moving forward, I, I think everybody will be happy with that decision that was made. Yeah, I agree with, with that 100%. Hey, guys, let's get to a break, Phil. We're going to hold you over for, for one more segment. And what we want to do is ask you if you can give us some insight into any thought that the WI is having regarding upcoming fall sports. A lot of people, and I'm sure they're asking you all the time, Coach Swiddle, I'm sure you're getting phone calls all the time, and I am as well. Hey, do you think high school football is going to you know, start on time? Is it going to, you know, am I going to be able to go watch my son play, that kind of stuff? And we'll talk to Phil Ertel on what his insights and his thoughts are on that. Again, he's the superintendent of Wauwatosa Schools. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, associate head coach at Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Our special guest, Phil Ertel, superintendent of the Wauwatosa Schools. Hey, Tom, I'm going to start with you on this question. Um, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, what is their thought on, on fall sports, on football starting on time? And do you guys have any input in with the WIAA with thoughts and, and um, how this thing is going to come back? Yeah, actually, uh, we do work directly with the WIAA on these things. Um, this past Monday, we had an executive board meeting, uh, a Zoom meeting, imagine that, and uh, Wade Lebecki from the WIAA, who's been on the show many times, was a part of that meeting, and, and Wade really gave us an update 
on you know what needs to happen and it you know we're we're hopeful that the season will begin as scheduled on time but you know there are so many things that um you know have to fall into place for that to happen and it all has to do with the different phases phase one phase two of phase three of badger bounce back and and but what we're trying to do really um and this was something that that we worked with Wade on is you know we're more interested at the moment with what our July contact period time is going to be like and starting July 1st again if restrictions are lifted um you know football coaches can have their 5 days of contact and what we're coming up with what we're working on right now as an association is what those those days will look like for coaches given whatever phase we are in so, for instance, if we're in phase two, you can have a gathering of up to 50 athletes or 50 people. I guess that would include coaches. And so, you know, what we're trying to do is come up with a document, a plan for football coaches and how they, they work with their contact days. Because what we have to show is that we can use the contact days in, in such a manner that we're going to follow these different um, protocols that, that are out there. And if we are able to do that, we can show people that, you know, we can start football and still follow whatever protocol is in place and, and you know, do it in a manner that is as safe as can be. So, you know, for us, we're hoping the season starts as scheduled, but right now we're really concentrating on what those five days of contact are going to look like. And, and we will shortly have something that we'll get out to coaches. And, again, this is – working with the WIA, Wade Lebecki in particular, on, on that. Hey, um, um, Phil, as the superintendent of the Wauwatosa schools, how much were you just take your, your marching orders from the WIA and the state? Um, do you have some say into any of that to say, hey, look, I, I think maybe in Wauwatosa we're going to do it this way, or is this all one team? going to kind of follow the direction from from where the Wisconsin Football Coach Association and the WIA uh, come in? Well, I certainly think we're going to be following their lead. Um, if there's flexibility given to us, we'll take advantage of that as well. Um, I just saw yesterday that Indiana uh, has put on, they opened up their summer sports starting July 1, I think it was, but that just came out. So different states are going to be doing different things. And, you know, I, I keep going back to so much is changing. And and uh, even July is, seems like a seems like a short time off, but the reality is a lot's going to change by then. So, um, you know, we're really trying to make decisions and holding off on making decisions until – uh, we have the latest information that we possibly can. Obviously, as a school district, our primary um, primary purpose is to educate students, and we want to make sure that they're safe and secure. But there's two sides to it, the academic side and then the social side. And sports and co-curriculars are a huge part of that. Um, we certainly want to get all of those components going as quickly as we can in a safe manner. Hey Tom, there there uh, there could have been a better year for 
for you guys to take over the program at Arrowhead, don't you think? If this was year three yeah. at Brookfield East, it would be a little bit different where you knew everybody, you know, you had right. a feeling for what you had. But, boy, this is a really tough time for you and Coach Harris to be taking over that Arrowhead program. Well, and it is, and it, we're in the same boat as, as other schools who have had a, a coaching change, you know, not just football, but any coaching change um, that you might have for a fall sport, cross country, whatever. And uh, it is a kind of a weird time, and, and I think, you know, uh, Matt Harris and I met this week, and we had a long discussion on what our five days of contact would look like, and then that branched into uh, – you know, what will our, our practice look like when the season starts? But, um, yeah, you have to be prepared for a lot of different scenarios, as Phil has said. And, you know, the, the, the coaches who, who make the best time of, of, of this time, you know, who use this time the best, I guess is what I'm saying, are going to be ahead of those that, that don't. As long as everybody's following the rules and, and doing what is laid out for them to do, you know, they're, you know, you still work really hard to get things going. But, yeah, I have, I have not met any of the athletes at, at Arrowhead face-to-face, not one of them. And that's, that is kind of weird. There's no question about it. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, Phil, I love the fact that when you said, look, um, the education side is, is, is utmost and very, very important, obviously. But the social side at the high school level is, is, you know, pretty important as well. And that's kind of what sports brings to kids that age to, to think, hey, look, Friday night, home football game against, you know, Wild Tosa West or against Tosa East or against whatever, we have a home football game. And it gets kids to come out together um, and support their these players and support the team and the community. And, and I think that that's, as you said, that's really an important part of the high school years. Yeah, and I think they go to go together. Um, I'm I'm an example of that. If it wasn't for sports, I, you know, success that I've had um, in life, a lot of it goes back to my time in sports. And we have a lot of kids that, whether it's sports or plays or band, that's really their driver for school. And um, without those, just creates a lot more challenges. So I I think those kind of opportunities in sports are critically important. Hey, can, can Mike, I, ask, I think, go, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Tom. I was going to say that, you know, even though there's no direct contact, you know, face-to-face with, with athletes until July 1st, and hopefully on July 1st you can do that, you know, coaches can still now connect with their athletes virtually. So you can do, you know, messaging, you can do team building, you can provide general information to your athletes. You can't mandate anything, but – you know, you can provide. So even now, I mean, coaches should be connecting with their athletes and, and checking in with them and seeing how they're doing and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, coaches right now still can have contact. And I know many, many coaches are doing that. Yeah, and, and I think you're, you're right. Has the WFCA, uh, have you guys um, sent out emails or put anything on in writing to these guys to say, hey, look, you know, don't forget, this is really important, not only for you as a coach and your staff, but for these kids to hear from you every once in a while. Well, we, I don't know, we haven't put that particular message out there, but we did put out a message to all the head coaches this week 
that uh, you know kind of discussed where we're at right now, how we're working with the WIAA, and the plan to bring out what su- what the summer contact in July um, will look like. And and we're encouraging the coaches, please follow that that plan, whatever it is when it comes out. And again, we're working on that right now, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're trying to stay in contact with the members of our association, and there's stuff that comes out weekly, really, on the behalf of the WFCA to, to the coaches in the state with, with things like that. And I see on the website that, you know, you guys have, have posted the Badger bounce back. And, right. You know, so, so certainly coaches can go on uh, to the WFCA website and, and read uh, – um, read all the way through the Badger bounce back and what uh, what phase one looks like in two, three and all of that. And to be able to, to see a message from Dan Brunner uh, about this. And I think it's important for these coaches and for parents and for players to understand that at, at some of this and, and Phil, this will come to you. Our, our hands are tied. I mean, there, there's only so much we're going to be able to do until Governor Evers and, and his people say, okay, we're going we're gonna to now move into this phase, which opens the door for you guys to do this. Yeah, I think the best thing you can do is create plans. And when the opportunity comes, I mean, an example is we have a plan to open all of our fields up so people can use them and have it in place. And we got the final okay from the city health department. So starting uh, Monday, we've, people can reserve up to 10 people on, on our fields to do individual training and things like that. So um, that's what we want to be able to do for all of our sports and have our coaches be ready once that word comes that we can hit the ground running with our kids. Yeah, I think that's really important. Hey, Phil, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Hey, last question. Better football player in high school, you or Austin? <laughs> uh, it's not even close. He's a yeah, lot he- better. He, he was a beast, man. He was an absolute beast and just a really um, nice, soft-spoken, really well-spoken young man. And then he put the, the helmet and the, the shoulder pads on, and he was an absolute beast. He was fun. He's fun to watch, Phil. I got to tell you, I got a chance to watch him a couple of times uh, last year at, uh, at Miami, and uh, it was really fun to watch him in, uh, in high school. Please say hello to him for me and, and tell him to – Make sure he, he spends a little extra time in uh, in the weight room at your house out in the garage. I think that's yeah. awesome that he's doing that. Knowing knowing the Ertles, I'm sure every well, I shouldn't say every that would be breaking you know the ten person thing. But I bet you there are multiple people in the Ertles no garage using that weight equipment. <laughs> you know, Tom, they invited you and I to come, but I don't want to be embarrassed, so I'm not going out there. Yeah, me either. Got <laughs> a boy. Hey, Phil, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. You bet. Thank you, and thank you guys for uh, keeping high school sports on the forefront. You got it. Thanks. We're going to get. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to the head football coach, Beloit College. We'll talk a little Buccaneer football with him. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Does your life revolve around the pack? We are here for you. The home of Packers fans. AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
a radio.com sports station. Shop local for mom this Mother's Day at the Jewelry Center with all-inclusive gift packages prepared just for mom. Every piece comes with a free bouquet of fresh flowers courtesy of Barb's Greenhouse Florist and a box of chocolates from Freeze's Candy Shop. Mother's Day orders will be available on Friday and Saturday at your chosen store location through curbside pickup. The Jewelry Center has three convenient locations in Greenfield on Layton Avenue, in Brookfield on Blue Mound Road, and in downtown Burlington. Shop today at shoptjc.com and to make Mother's Day a special one for mom. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Small businesses are grappling with the impact of these uncertain times and looking for resources. That's why Dell Technologies assembled an all-star lineup of podcasters to create the first ever virtual conference to share advice and inspiration for small businesses. Dell Technologies is here. From keeping you connected while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to providing relevant content for businesses. Search Dell Technologies Small Business Podference on Radio.com, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. During these challenging times, I'm Listening is helping to make sure you stay connected. Here to help end the stigma of talking about mental health. Here's Halsey on how she deals with her mental and emotional struggles. So one of the things for me, more so than even being able to ask for help, was recognizing the problems to begin with and noticing the warning signs noticing patterns, and being in touch with myself enough to know when something was wrong. You know, when my, like, body's check engine light went on, instead of just ignoring the problem, being able to say, this time I'm going to take it to the shop in time before the car breaks down. Now, more than ever, let's stay connected and end the stigma of talking about mental health. Find out more at imlistening.org. That's the letter I, the letter M, listening.org. Radio.com helps you stay connected to the news, local news, with updates about how coronavirus is affecting your area and everything else to keep you, your family, and friends connected to everything important happening in your community. Get even more information with national news leaders like CNN, Fox News, Bloomberg, and more. Get it all. Local news, national news, business and financial news. Stay connected to all the news you need on Radio.com and the Radio.com app. Each week on Faith in the Zone, listen as we talk to men and women involved in sports as they discuss their faith and how it's affected their lives. Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, or check us out at faithinthezone.com. Back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, my co-host is Tom Swiddle, the associate head coach at Arrowhead. Our next guest, head football coach at Beloit College, he's Ted Sankson. Hey, Ted, uh, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Man, I, we really appreciate a couple of segments and, and some a uh, couple of minutes of your time today. 
Hey, so this is uh, upcoming is your second year as the head coach at, at Beloit, correct? Yes. Man, you never never thought this was going to happen, right? I mean, this is a whole new no new world that we live in, and I'm wondering, you and your staff, how have you been able to adapt to to what you can, what you can't do right now? Um, it's it's been obviously just kind of learning uh, learning as we go and trying to be as creative as possible. Um, we uh, for us, we we had quite a few kids lined up to come play and visit. Um, for the end of March, right after our spring break was supposed to end. Uh, so our, our whole school was on spring break um, right initially when everything sort of happened. Um, so we ended up losing out on a chance to get a lot of kids to come out here and visit in March and April. So it turned into pretty much during the next week, our, our coaching staff put together a virtual tour video that we were able to put up on our website, and obviously send it directly to kids through text messages and voicemail, or emails, and then also doing a lot of FaceTime and Zoom meetings with uh, recruits, and then obviously making sure we're, we're staying in contact on a uh, bi-weekly basis with our current guys as well, um, just because it's, it's been new for everyone. Um, obviously, all of our, our current guys have to do online classes, which is not what they originally signed up for, and learning how to do that, and then uh, trying to get you know our class uh, kind of finished up with a lot of guys having to make a decision without actually visiting the school. So it's it's been a very interesting time, but we feel pretty good about uh, how we've managed to pull it all together. Well, Coach, I viewed your your uh, virtual tour uh, on your football website. It, that is excellent. That was an excellent – you said you and your coaches did that? Yeah, my uh, my two young assistant guys, uh, Coach Joe Butts and uh, Coach Will Affignon, uh they uh, they had the idea right in the middle of spring break when we saw things were kind of going this way to go around campus and uh, videotape as much as they could. And then uh, Coach Butts actually found an old drone video from a few years ago that was on YouTube um, that someone had put up at some point and then was able to kind of mash it all together and uh, put up the labeling on the different buildings they were going into. And obviously we've, we've got the brand new uh, student center, uh, rec center called the Powerhouse, which really to that point had not had a lot of video taken of it because it had just opened up on February 8th. Um, so it was just lucky. I mean, none of us have been lucky, but for the moment, I guess relatively, it was a lucky stroke of uh, intelligence by those guys to, to do all this right before everything got shut down. Well, it looks professionally done. My my first thought was, my God, who did you hire to do this? Because that was really, really good. Kudos to your coaches. Kudos yeah, to your yeah, coaches. They did great. Coach, you're, you're no stranger to the Midwest Conference. And looking at your background, you played football and graduated from Lake Forest College. And then you spent six years there uh, as yep. a coach. And, and you Boy, you've had a wide variety of different roles as a coach, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, associate head coach. You're also a certified strength and, and conditioning guy. You're kind of the jack of all trades. Yeah, and that's I think if you look at a lot of a lot of coaches my age anyways, that's kinda of how it all goes and uh the the younger the coaches are, the more jobs they are willing to do because you want to climb climb the ladder and show your worth and then when you get to you know, that second I don't know, like your second tier of the career where you're now looking for coordinator jobs and head jobs where you're just going to have a lot of things that you've accumulated over the years. So uh, I don't think my, my resume looks too much different than most other coaches in my same era, I guess. 
because um, we're all just really doing anything we can to help a program out and, and make sure that we uh, can help a program succeed. So, I mean, I I definitely have a familiarity with the conference. I was fortunate with for my time as a player and coach at Lake Forest, and it helped me get my first opportunity to become, become a head coach. We are talking with uh, Ted Sankson. He is the head football coach at Beloit College, uh, also the, the offensive coordinator. Um, Ted, when and, and I listened to a video uh, with you, and it talked a little bit about about your uh, philosophy when it comes to uh, the offensive side of the ball and a little bit on what you want to see as the head coach on the defensive side of the ball. But offensively, you want to make it a track meet, it looks like. Um, it's Honestly, it's year to year. I mean, it's what players we have and what defenses are giving us. I, I like being in multiple uh, personnel group, multiple formation, multiple tempo offense, and uh, within one game, do all those different things. But also, I mean, if a team is giving us something, try to take advantage of that. Um, obviously, good players make good coordinators. So um, it's, it's trying to make sure I am I'm utilizing the talent I have in the best possible way. So uh, I've been a part of offenses where we were uh, first in the conference in time of possession um, and just were an old-school ball control offense. And then I've been in it where we didn't care about the the kind of possession whatsoever, and our goal is just make sure we score as many points as we can, and we'll worry about everything else later. So I, it's I've been I'd say over my career I've been involved in almost every offense as an assistant coach, whether it's uh, the the old school uh, flex wing triple option offense or a pro style twenty one twenty two personnel power run team, and then what I'm most comfortable with is a, an inside zone read zone type mixture of, you know, RPO, run pass options, but doing that out of non-just spread looks. Like, I, I love having a tight end on the field. Like, that's, I think, a three receiver, one tight end is what I probably enjoy the most. Yeah, that's, uh, that gives you a lot of options, again, depending on who's, who's on campus for you at, at that yeah. point. Co- Coach, what kind of team do you expect coming back? Did you have a young team last year? Was it senior-laden? Um, what do you expect uh, from from this upcoming season? We uh, we're going to be very young. Um, I took over uh, back uh, March 11th of last year with only 31 guys on the roster. Um, we we had 25 guys going into this off season, so we we are a small team. But as of right now, we're up to 26 uh, commits right now. Our goal is to get right around 30, um, no more than 35, and we know we're really young, but I think we're, we're going to have a lot of fun this year. I think we're, it's going to be uh, a wild ride just because we only have six uh, six guys, six seniors, and then one guy that will be a fifth-year senior, so seven total uh, on the roster. So we're going to be very young, um, which obviously leads to you know roller coaster and ups and downs and guys having to learn on the fly. But I think we're pretty excited about the culture we've been able to instill in the guys in the year that we've been here. Um, we, we've had a much better academic track record the last year um, with guys just doing a much better job in the classroom and better grades and things like that. And our senior class did a good job of helping get young guys bought into that. Um, so I think we've done a good job of flipping some things and getting the guys to, to really care about everything that they do at Boyd. It's not just – you don't come to Boyd just to be a football player. you got to come to Boyd because you want to be invested in the high education and class record that you're going to get but then also want to compete and understand that we're, we're going to be a unique football team every year. And it's, as you look at the history of Boyd College football, it's, 
it's always a mixture of pretty smart individuals, maybe not the largest rosters year in, year out, but they, they have found ways to win division titles in the past. And I, I think going forward, if we can get to a roster that averages in the 60s to 70s every year, but they're the right kids, um, we, we can get back to the top half of the conference and, and start competing and having some more fun. I know it's 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 been a rough few years, but very, very excited going into this year just with the amount of uh, youth we have and excitement we have with our returners. Hey, Coach, how can we, uh, and, and when I say we, Coach Swiddle and I, and certainly everybody involved with the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, what can we do to, to, to help more Wisconsin kids from the high schools in, in the state of Wisconsin take a look, take a second look at, at, at Beloit? Because I know that it, it's a difficult, it's been a difficult putt over the years to get Wisconsin kids to stay home and play at Beloit. Is there anything we can do as, as an association to get more kids interested in staying home and playing at Beloit College? Um, I, I think, in my opinion, that you have been here now, the biggest hurdle we probably face is just we have a very high initial sticker cost. Um, so I think that scares off a lot of, you know, blue-collar families that see how much we cost. and There's no way that they can go there. They're just going to go to a state school. Um, but we, we do a great job with financial aid, um, and our school just instituted a new flagship program where basically they'll match all the surrounding states' flagship universities for in-state tuition, room, and board. So for Wisconsin kids, what that, what that means is right now, if you choose to come to Beloit or if you choose to apply to Beloit and get all your financial aid stuff into us, um, I can promise you that you will not pay more than what you would pay to go to University of Wisconsin-Madison, which is right around $21,000 room board of tuition. Um, so what that means is now we're, we can at least cut out a huge chunk of the initial cost, and that's just the beginning. Like, there's still more money that we're able to give through financial need. Um, we, we can get the cost down to a very affordable range. I think right now, and, and to this point, the issue has been that a lot of parents and a lot of kids get scared off by what they look up on our website and see what the initial expense is and not realize how much grant money and scholarship money our school is able to, to, to give out to kids. Boy, that's, uh, that's really important. And, and it go back and listen to what he said, as far as, you know, he will guarantee that. And, and if you're a young man, uh, if you're a coach in this area that has never highlighted uh boy college to, to say to your kids, Hey, instead of, you know, heading up to some school in Minnesota or into some school in Iowa, take a look at boy college Talk to this coaching staff and, and go online. That virtual tour, yeah, and Coach Swiddle is right. It did look like that was done by a, a big-time production company. And you tell your assistant coaches that, you know, when, 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 when football, when you end up firing those guys, they got a place to go in some production house, Coach. I got to tell you, <laughs> that, that's for sure. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue talking Beloit College. Talking Buccaneer football with the head football coach at Beloit. He's Ted Sankson. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, it's Bill Michaels. You hear me weekdays 10 to 2 right here on The Fan. Don't miss my show Monday morning as I talk with former Packers general manager Ron Wolf at 11.05 right here on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
Brothers Consolidated Heating and Air Conditioning has great financing offers to keep you and your budget comfortable whatever the season. Like 65 months financing available until May 31st, 2020 for approved credit. Save up to $750 in instant rebates and up to $250 in mail-in rebates on qualifying carrier systems. Brothers Consolidated Heating and Air Conditioning. We're open and ready to serve your family. For details, go to brothersconsolidated.com or call 414-427-0709. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. That's right. Opening day is right around the corner at Great Lakes Dragaway, so now is the time to buy your season pass or ticket package. The 2020 race season is approaching fast, and we already have more dates filled than ever before. From Memorial Day to Labor Day and beyond, we have events for everyone, young and old. Drifting, dragging, car shows, swap meets. Come one, come all to the biggest little track in the world. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com for more information. Great Lakes Dragaway, just a burnout west of I-94 on County KR. Be there. Bill Michaels here. You remember last year when I took my truck in for some body work with great folks over at Van Horn Automotive? They were great. They gave me a 2019 Ram 1500 Eco Diesel as a loaner. Oh my God, I fell in love with this thing. It's a great option for people that love the power and utility of a truck, but drive a lot of miles and want good fuel economy, just like myself. I took it up north. I pulled my boat with it. No problem, by the way, and enjoyed the fuel economy of about 27 miles per gallon on the highway. Well, Van Horn Automotive has a large inventory of brand new 2019 Ram Eco Diesels. In fact, it's the largest inventory in the Midwest. And now you can buy them for as low as 30% off MSRP. Just what you would expect from the number one Ram dealer in Wisconsin, right? You can find Eco Diesels at any of the Van Horn's three Ram locations in Plymouth, Manitowoc, and Stoughton. But hurry in while supplies last because these trucks are priced to sell. Shop their full inventory of Ram Eco Diesels and all their truck inventory at VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. Van Horn, family born and employee owned. Hey, this is Mike McGivern. If you listen to some of my shows, you know how much I appreciate our local pick and save stores. They truly care about our Wisconsin people and communities. They know how busy you are running your kids to school and practice. So now they're making fueling up your family a great way to help fuel your car. Earn points by shopping at your local pick and save store. Redeem those points for discounts on fuel at BP locations. For more information, Go to pickandsafe.com backslash fuel. Thanks, Pick and Save. Hey, the big Annabelle Michaels here, and you've heard me talk about my good friends at the Van Horn Automotive Group and how truly unique they are. So here's what that really means. Sure, they have a wide selection of over 3,500 vehicles across 16 locations, but there's so much more. They're the only employee-owned automotive group in the state of Wisconsin, so they have a real personal interest in your satisfaction. You can buy a car 100% online with Van Horn Direct. Not just shop a car, but actually buy a car. Save time at the dealership or just skip the dealership altogether. Get your oil for life on any vehicle purchase for as long as you own that vehicle as well. They also have the 90-day test drive program on any new vehicle so you can really experience how the new vehicle fits into your lifestyle. Shop their full selection and research all these programs at VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. The Van Horn Automotive Group. Family born and employee owned. Okay, you're tired of being in the house. Hello? Now you know how your doggy feels. Let your pup play. Check them into Camp Bow Wow today. Open and taking extra precautions to ensure safety for all four-legged campers and clients. Daycare relieves boredom, separation anxiety, and destructive behavior while improving socialization with other dogs and people. It also leads to an increase in overall happiness. Sorry, no humans allowed, but they do have live webcams so you can see your buddy. Book your first day free at their Waukesha or New Oak Creek location, campbowwow.com. 
For the most fun in motorsports, tune into the Final Inspection Show today at noon. It's a lively two-hour tour through the world of NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, and more. That's the Final Inspection Show today at noon. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host, the associate head coach at Arrowhead. He's Coach Tom Swiddle. You know, Tom, over the years when when uh, we have talked about Beloit College, we right away talk about the academics, which is is second to none. It's it's a really high academic uh, school here in the state, but they do a great job. I think um, in all sports of getting really high quality kids and athletes to get on campus. And when I asked uh, coach what we can do to, to, to highlight that campus and that program a little bit better, I, I think it's important for us to have kids uh, take a second look at what's going on at Beloit College. Absolutely. I, you know, I was in the guidance, the various guidance departments for over 30 years, about 36 years, in fact. Um, and, you know, the, the students that I worked with that were attracted to schools like Beloit were really our high-achieving, um, very involved, um, very serious students. And, you know, I've always felt like, you know, you can go to a large school. You could go to Madison or wherever, and, um, you know, you're a number there, and you don't get a chance to, to do all the things that maybe you're used to in high school, you know, because again, the, the students that, that I've worked with that went to places like Beloit or Beloit, you know, were ones that were involved in so many different activities while in high school. And they can go to a place like Beloit and remain active in all of those things where it's very difficult to do when you're going to a school on a much larger campus. So coach, um, Quick question for you here, maybe not a real quick answer, but if you on the surface, if you look at uh, Beloit College football at the moment, you would think it's like a complete rebuild. With that being yes. the case, what attracted you to this job? Um, it's an it was an opportunity for me to to become a head coach for the first time, um, but it's one of those things that kind of always stood out to me because it's it's relatively close to where I grew up. I grew up in the north suburbs. Um, so I, it's an only hour and 15 minutes from where my dad and my sister still are. So I, I wasn't going to have to move across the country for it. Um, and then I just remember when I was a player uh, at Lake Forest, our toughest games almost every year were with Beloit. Uh, and they never had the biggest rosters, but they always seemed to have, uh, a great home field advantage. Uh, they always were a very well prepared group, a very, very hard-nosed group, and I, I just attracted to me as far as, like, I, I think that we can definitely be successful here again um, with knowing who we are. We're, we are not going to be the school that brings in 50, 60 kids every year and has a, has a roster size of 140 kids and runs a JV program. It's not going to be us, but I think if we can be really good on the front end and, and kind of pick through the guys that are really good fits for us and are looking for a high academic uh, education will also get a chance to play a high-level Division three football. We can find the right 25 to 35 guys every year and do a really good job of retaining, where I think some, sometimes you bring in 25 kids and then you only end up with 10 on senior day. That's a problem. But if you bring in 25 to 35 and end up with 15 to 20 every year, now, now you have enough old guys on the team every year 
Um, and we're not bringing in 50 guys just to end up with 20. And that's, I've been a part of teams like that in the past. I brought, brought in large numbers of freshmen. We didn't really care how many stuff you just, because you knew you were going to get enough to move on to next year. I, I like the personal aspect of Boy. I like how the entire campus is very much invested in the students. The professors are going to be uh, one-on-one with, with the students, not just in the classroom, but as far as helping them figure out what their career is going to be, what internships or summer jobs they should be looking into. We have a career advancement center that gets used, but it's just the fact that, to me, there's a lot more professor interaction with our students outside of just the normal classroom setting that uh, I think sets us up to be able to attract a very a unique group of guys that want the high academic background, want to have some guidance, but also want to be a big fish in a small pond. And it is similar to where I came from. At Lake Forest, we, we never had a roster size bigger than 100, uh, obviously bigger than what we have right now, but uh, we, we still were only bringing in around 35 guys every year. And that's I think if we can get around that model, um, we can be very, very successful here. And there's just a lot of things to recruit to. Um, the, the student center, we did, we did our locker room. We did our weight room last summer. Um, it's it's one of the coolest old stadiums in the whole state and in, in our conference. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that when we get a kid to campus that there's a lot a lot of things that we know can can help close the deal um, on getting them to be a part of the, the Beloit Buck family. We are talking with the head football coach at Beloit College. He is Ted Sankson. Hey, uh, Coach, looking at, at the, the stats from last year, you know, at least, and I didn't go through the, the, the linemen, but, but certainly quarterback, running backs, um, these are all young guys. Alex is, is, um, uh, was a freshman last year, and, and, and it, it seems to be like Curtis and Deontay, these are all guys that played quarterback different times for you last year, are all like either freshmen or sophomores. Um, you got to feel pretty good with, with that part of, I mean, certainly things will slow down for them. Especially the yeah. freshmen, when they get on campus year two, everything now they're used to being away from home. Everything that was bigger, faster, stronger from their high school days, now things are are a little bit slower for them, and and their their seasons should be much better this year. Yeah, we last year the offense only had two returning regular starters from the year before. We had one senior receiver come back and one junior guard come back, and every other spot was going to be a brand-new starter um, for the most part. Like, I mean, there, there was not a lot of experience coming back, so we knew there was going to be a lot of growing pains with that. Right now, we return our entire offensive line from last year, our H-back, um, obviously the quarterback situation, multiple guys that have had playing experience, and some of our slot guys and tailbacks. Like, I, outside receivers where we, we do graduate the guys, um, but we feel good about the incoming freshmen we have. But no matter what, we are, we should have a much better core of guys that know the know the offense. It's no longer a new offense um, for them. Um, so I think we'll definitely see um, some big strides going forward. Coach, you know, again, we talked about your style of play, and that that will attract players. And I think if if somebody is is excited to to be in, you know an offense that can do a lot of different things, you know, you should be able to attract the people that you're looking for. That is for sure. Um, I I noticed that your defensive coordinator was at Lake Forest as well. Did you play together at Lake Forest? Were you guys there at the same time? Yes. uh, Him and I have known each other since 2002 when I was a freshman and he was a senior. Um, and then he unfortunately got mono right before his senior year started, so that led to him having to do a medical registry, and then we played a second year together. So that 
that led to him and I having two years as students, uh, becoming friends, and then uh, he uh, he ended up starting his coaching career down at a school in Central Missouri called Central Methodist University. Uh, he helped me get a job there as a GA, uh, and then he went on to Briar Cliff University as the, the defensive coordinator there and helped me get my first full-time job as the offensive line coach there. So Kyle Langhoff has been a, a huge um, uh, support system for me throughout the years as, as a player, a student, and then as a coach, as a young coach getting into the business. And then when I had the opportunity to, to even interview for this job before, him and I immediately started talking uh, about the possibility of having him come up to join us. Uh, he and I both were coming from winning programs that we had helped to rebuild. Um, him down at McMurray, down in Central Illinois, being Lake Forest. And uh, I didn't think I'd really have a chance at him just because he, he had established himself down there and they were doing a lot of good things. But he wanted to get into uh, a higher academic profile of the school. Um, and uh, wanted to work with me, and I wanted to work with him. So we we were really excited when everything sort of started to line up. Um, so he was kind of my number one recruit because he he has a ton of experience in helping to rebuild a down a down program, uh, and he's just he's detail oriented. He's got fire. I think he's one of the best defensive coordinators, defensive minds I've ever been around. Even though it, there was some you know issues this year as a team, like our defense was definitely the strength of this past season. They they were, we, we had a player that was top 20 in tackles this season, and he was top half um, of the conference in tackles for a loss. He, he would, had a chance to be an all-region player, um, and we did that within one year. Uh, we ended up being, uh, we had zero sacks the first three games of the year, and we ended up with 20 sacks by the end of the season. So the last seven games, we generated a lot of pressure in the backfield. Um, so I, I feel very fortunate to have him on staff. Uh, we're really close friends, but at the same time, we work well together. We're not afraid to tell each other if we don't like something. I don't have to worry about him ever being a yes man with me, and I think that's what makes it a good working relationship. That's, that's awesome. incredible. Yep. Hey, Coach, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and as Coach Swiddle does as well, and uh, I know you're two for you will be, even though it's a little different now, but certainly when everything starts – you know, will be a little bit different. Things will slow down for you as a second-year uh, head football coach at Belay College. Uh, enjoy the uh, the few more weeks off, Coach, because then you're going to get after it pretty hard. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for, for having me on. Uh, and uh, really, just really excited for this coming season. And everything is hopefully you can get back to normal here in the next few weeks. You got it. Uh, you want to check out Buccaneer football, uh, check out Belay College. Uh, give them a second look. If uh, if you're a high school student athlete here in the state of Wisconsin, we'd like to see that roster here in the next couple of years be filled with Wisconsin kids. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Craig Erline from Pro3 Solutions. They are a sponsor of the WFCA, and, and certainly what they do now in today's world is really, really important. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.